we said it. Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Now We Said It. I'm your host, Quisha, y'all. How are you doing today? Tonight, whenever you are listening to this, to me it is night. I can't believe I'm actually getting an episode up on the day that I told y'all. You know what? It's cool. I'm hoping I can stick to this. You know, forget it. Whatever. I'm here. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day wherever you are. You're feeling blessed. You're not stressed, all right? I don't have too much tea to talk about in the Bravo universe because I've been preparing for a freaking getaway. This is gonna be my first time traveling in over a year. I cannot believe it. Um, I'm actually pretty excited and nervous at the same time. You know, I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so uh, we're gonna see how this works out, but no worries. Um, should I say this on the podcast or not? Y'all, I'm hoping to come back with a ring on my finger, okay? The ring didn't mean a thing. Wait, how did that song go? The ring didn't mean a thing, whatever. Why am I singing that in the um, cadence of money can't buy your class? But then it go like, the ring didn't mean a thing. I'm not sure how that song went, but to me, the ring does mean a thing. And God willing, my boyfriend doesn't listen to this, but I'm hoping to come back with a ring on this mother finger y'all if not then this is gonna be slightly embarrassing (laughs) i might cut this out i might cut this out is it just wishful thinking the only news that i have as far as tea goes i have not caught up on summer house i think i'm one episode behind i am loving summer house but i don't want to recap it because that is the one show that i can just watch casually and just enjoy and soak it up but I kind of also want to talk about Summer House at the same time. (laughs) Okay I'm only going to talk about it real quick because I have not seen the latest episode. The last one I saw was the one right before Luke and Carl get in Luke and Kyle get into their little scuffle or whatever. I don't think that Luke and Lindsay hooked up. I really don't think so. Is it just me? What do y'all think? I don't think Hannah's funny at all. It's very like like everybody else says just very memeable things that she says and very she used to work for betches it's very betches energy okay and that's just it's funny sometimes but I would never go want to see a betches comedian at a stand-up show I I do not betches does post funny stuff every now and then but mm, why was I even talking about this oh like people's perception of Hannah so I see Hannah totally differently like When I first saw Hannah, I was like, oh, she's this perfect, beautiful girl. She's cool. She hangs out with this really cool, funny comedian. She's got to be cool to be hanging out with him. And so when she got on Summer House, I loved Hannah for different reasons than everybody else. Everybody else loved her because she was like embracing her athletic body and not having like a super high voice and all that kind of stuff. So she was like, people were loving her for that, but I was loving her for a different reason. I was like, oh, she's this cool girl. She's this cool girl that dated a comedian that I know. So to see the decline of Hannah Burner is interesting to me he's never said anything bad about her or anything like that but he made one comment about her like being on reality tv and being like oh um like he dodged a bullet he said something like that and she's I'm sure um she's spoken a lot about their relationship on her podcast I haven't listened in a long time I definitely listened to the one that she did with Nikki Glaser because they both dated him and they talked about it and I was like this is awkward but anyway so to see Hannah be this person it's like oh so this is this is who you are 
not saying I knew who she was in the first place, but I just, I had a different perception of her. So congratulations to her on her engagement. I don't know if I mentioned that on the last episode, but she did get engaged to her boyfriend, Dez. And from what I saw in the preview, he's going to be joining the summer house. So it's like, what was all this Luke shit? It's very odd. And the whole Sierra and Luke thing is awkward to me too. But I see Sierra's side. I think she was thinking Luke was a totally different person. Then she got in the summer house and realized, oh, he's a fuck boy. And she just kind of wanted to distance herself. And then I heard some other stuff that Sierra, they're also filming Winter House right now. And I heard that Sierra was taking up with Austin. Ugh. Like girl, why Austin of all people? You move from one, fo- one fuck boy to an even worse fuck boy. Austin is the worst. Madison, Madison. <laughs> Every time I say that, I think about Danny Pellegrino saying it. Madison. Madison. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe it. I. It's like, Sierra, please. She's so beautiful. Why is she surrounding herself with these fuckboys? And Austin isn't even all that cute. Now, if you were to line up the Southern Charm men and ask me who would I have sex with, Craig will be number one and Austin will be number two, but look at the options. I cannot do this. In sad news, I follow the Beermans from my backup account because I do not want to follow them on my main account. (laughs) By the Beermans, I mean I follow Ariana and Brielle. Their stories are always fun, positive, cute stories, but again, I don't want to follow them on my main page just because, mm mm-mm. Very sad to hear that they lost one of their friends. It's really sad because I watched their stories and Brio was just with him. She was with him the night he died. I don't know that I don't think that she was with him when it happened because she seemed kind of shocked. He was involved in a hit and run. So if you go to their Instagram pages, they have information on the vehicle and they're still trying to find the person that hit them. The truck was called like a track hawk or something. Let me see. I'm going to go read it real quick. If you're in the Atlanta area and you know anything about this vehicle, please report it because I heard it's like a very unique vehicle. I've never even heard of it before. Um, Give me a second. I'm going to look it up real quick. So here's the information. He was killed. His name is Ethan. He was killed in a hit and run on Piedmont Street around 3 a.m. about a week ago. The car was a track hawk gray with yellow accent. If you know anything about it, please call the Atlanta police. Y'all, it's so sad. He looked like a super sweet guy. And it's just crazy because when Ariana posted, I was like, wait, is that the same dude that was just in real story the night before? And it was him. It's so crazy. You can just, you really can't. You're here one day. You are truly gone the next. So if y'all know anything about it, just, you know, report it. Just so sad. He was a young man with his life ahead of him and killed by a damn hit and run just no respect for people that do that and I feel like from what I heard in the comments and stuff they had to have known that they killed the person nothing happens good what do they say the only things what did Sierra say her mom said the only thing open after 10 p.m is the liquor store or the gas station and your legs okay and just people out here doing reckless shit not saying you don't have the right to be out that late you should you certainly should but It's never a good thing, you know? So, so sad to hear about that. Nobody deserves to die young. Nobody deserves to die at all, especially from like a hit and run situation or any kind of reckless accident. She's very sad. Other than that, I don't think I have any other tea to talk about. They postponed the Beverly Hills trailer because Andy had some dumbass announcement. I guess he's hosting some show. I don't even know what it was. I didn't even bother. 
other than that, I've only been laughing at memes of people posting the the people that understood the assignment and then the um, historical places in history. I can't really explain it all. If you follow me on Instagram, now we said it. Just go to my Instagram stories. I post a lot of them on my stories. You know, just have a good laugh. All right, y'all. So with all that being said, let's get right into the recaps. And we're going to start off with Dallas as usual because it is the most boring. Let's get into it. So this episode is season five, episode 13. And it's called Bigfoot Bigger Drama. As far as Dallas goes, I would say this is one of their better episodes. It was still pretty lackluster, but there were some decent points in it I guess I can't even rate the Dallas episodes anymore from good to bad because they're all bad honestly I don't really have a standout episode for Dallas just yet maybe the one with Deandra being drunk and Mama D her and Mama D that might have been what was that two episodes ago that might have been the highlight and anytime Darren is on the screen <laughs> but them damn sideburns honey Sorry if y'all can hear me moving around a bit I am laying horizontally on my futon home is where the heart is comfort First, we pick back up with Deandra defending herself against the women. They, remember, they're all like going in on her for talking to the whoever about Brandy's racist video. They're all asking her to apologize. She says she made a mistake and she basically says, I've been trying to apologize this whole time, but nobody is hearing me. And then she looks at Brandy and she says, how can we show support? Because this is something that you need to do on your own, but we are here for you. And Brandy starts crying and says that I'm trying to move forward. But then I see all these things that my friends are saying about me and it's hard to do that. Um, what? I'm actually glad that Brandy is gone because I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of everything that has to do with Brandy. The only thing that I would like her to still be around for is so we can get to the bottom of this husband cheating situation, but she got the hell out of Dodge so she didn't have to so she didn't have to address that. It's like, girl, the only good storyline you've had in years, one that would solidify you as a housewife for probably two or three more seasons and you decide to dip. I didn't think they had that much money, do they? Is Brandy's husband like a Westcott? Is he Westcott adjacent? Is he like in that same vein? Because I know Stephanie's husband comes from money and Cameron's husband comes from money, but does Brandy's? Somebody let me know. Somebody let me know. Also y'all keep DMX in your thoughts and prayers. He's on life support and it's not looking good. Every time I say somebody let me know, that's from that song with DMX and Cisco. Somebody let me know. What these bitches want from a nigga. Somebody let me know. Y'all I say that all the time and I think about that song on a daily basis. Somebody let me know. Keep him in your prayers y'all, it's not looking good. Oh, also before I get too far into the episode, a little bit on the gossip and tea. Oh my gosh, the Khloe Kardashian photo that has been going around. Y'all, so basically people were saying that it was MJ that posted the photo and then some people were saying it was an assistant. So I'm not sure who exactly posted the photo, but there's a photo going around of Khloe Kardashian unedited and everything. And she still looks amazing in the photo. It's not like the angles that she's always giving and it's not photoshopped at all. So she's been reaching out to all of the Instagram pages and bloggers to take down the photo, but baby, it is too late. It has hit the internet, okay? And then she got on um, live yesterday with her and Kim, she like showing off her body on live and then she posted like a video, but it was, even that was altered. So it's like, even though you're posting your quote unquote natural body unedited, this video is even edited. You can see how her body moves, 
the divots and the lines move in the video it's like girl what's going on and i feel bad for chloe because she basically put out a a message saying i've been criticized i've been bullied for how i look for all these years and for y'all to constantly criticize me, I'm only human and blah, blah, blah. I only want to be shown a certain way. And then you put out a video of you showing yourself and even that's still edited. So it's like, why did you have to say anything at all? Just let it be for you to be so bothered. Who cares? You're a freaking multi, multi-millionaire. Just something about it is like, I feel so bad for Chloe because she does, she is under a lot of scrutiny and judgment because of the people saying, oh, she doesn't look like a Kardashian. She's ugly. She looks like Sasquatch, like all this dumb stuff. And it's like, first of all, no, she doesn't. I'm sure she's like breathtakingly beautiful in person and stuff. So it's like for people to say this kind of stuff, but also for her to let it get to her, like, girl, give me half of your money. I would be so unbothered. I would get all the fucking surgeries I want, okay? I was like, girl, I don't give a, f I don't care what. And I understand you're constantly being, I've never had the displeasure of being like compared or judged up against my sisters or brothers or anything like that. But even if I was, it's like, bitch, I'm still rich. But I guess for them, that's not enough. They want, they want to be seen as perfect in everybody's eyes, I guess. Like just being rich and happy. Maybe she's not happy. Maybe that's the issue. Being rich and successful is not enough for them. They want to be like, and she's so perfect too. But it's like, no, you're not. Because even after you Photoshop all those pictures that go up online, you still have to look at your real body in the mirror. So why not just post your real body and let it be what it's going to be and say, fuck the haters, bitch. I'm a Kardashian. I am rich. Child, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to go ahead and move on. I don't even forget where I was. But anyway, basically Deandra and Brandy apologize. Deandra apologizes to Brandy. She says it wasn't her intention. And Deandra says she's proud of herself with the way that she's handled the situation because usually she'd like go crazy and flip out. But thanks to Darren, she's not doing that. Are you sure it's Darren? Are you sure? The only thing Darren can do for you, baby, is hook up those extensions and Google shaman related activities he is not any kind of spiritual guidance i guess if it's working for her fine but you could be paying i'm sure half the price for an authentic shaman or you know authentic real guidance not a ex-makeup artist who i believe is still working at, which is fine but like he doesn't even know the whole when he had to look up the lyrics why didn't you already know this dude of course people are gonna ask you what things mean all right whatever i'm just whatever i'm skipping around okay so they start heading out in the ivy y'all brandy is driving and she reveals that she's blind in one eye how is she driving the RV? <laughs> so they stop at a gas station and they proceed to act like people that have never been at a gas station before. Stephanie's confused as to how to pump the gas, even though the instructions are right near the gas tank. The women come out and they're like, oh my God, Stephanie, how did you figure that out? Bitch, it says it on the tank, unlet it and turn the car off and turn the RV off. Like what? To be so blind or to be so oblivious or ignorant to not know how to pump gas is truly a luxury I aspire to but I feel like in all these 30 some years of my life I it's ingrained in me and I would never pretend to not know how to pump gas okay now if it's in a, like a vehicle like I don't understand like like they were driving like a U-Haul or an RV of course I'm gonna be a little clueless but the instructions are right there Deandra takes over driving <laughs> 
And in her confessional, she goes, oh, yeah, I can drive everything. I can drive ATVs. I can drive a horse. I can drive a motorcycle. Da, 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 da. And proceeds to, to drive off and rattle and shake this RV within an inch of its life. Everybody is going all over the place. They're screaming. <laughs> um, then they arrive at the cabin. And Stephanie's like, in her confessional, she's like, oh, they're not going to know what to expect. They're going to be feel like they're slumming it. She said something like that. And they get to the cabin. It's actually really cute. It's, to me, will be considered glamping. It's luxury. It's a beautiful cabin. It's actually really nice. And <laughs> the women are like, oh, it's so rustic. Oh, now we're really camping now, guys. No, the fuck y'all are not. Y'all are staying at a nice hotel in the middle of the woods, basically. Carrie brought jello shots because she's 18 years old. She's giving them instructions on how to consume the jello shots. Like, man, what the fuck? So, in order to decide who shares rooms, Stephanie has all the women put their shoes in a bag that they have to draw a shoe out. And that's who. Whoever's shoe you pull is the person you have to share a room with. Stephanie says that. This is a known system in Oklahoma. I'm gonna need to see some receipts, sis. Cause I ain't never heard about it a day in my life. She was like, yeah, you know, we got the old shoe in the bag trick over here in Oklahoma, bitch, what? So we have um, Carrie and Stephanie sharing a room. Cameron and Tiffany share a room, which leaves Deandra and Brandy now in the confessionals before all the ladies are picking their shoes carrie and brandy were like please don't let me get deandra please don't let me get deandra and brandy ended up with deandra <laughs> good you deserve it i would love to room with deandra so what she keeps a lot of stuff who cares then carrie starts being annoying and she's complaining that they don't have staff to help them with their bags um like tiffany said you're camping in oklahoma no i can't stand carrie we see deandra struggling to put on underwear she's putting on camo underwear to match her camo outfit <laughs> And her and Brandy have a little bit of fun. And Brandy says, you know, I do enjoy Deandra when she's like this. So then they go out to have like hot dogs on the fire. Carrie's making drinks and she's making her drinks very, very strong. They get around the fire. They don't even have hot dogs on a stick. They put them on like um, hangers, like wires. No, wire hangers. And Tiffany was like, are these Santa's eyes? And Stephanie was like, bitch, you made me eat chicken feet. You're about to put this hot dog on this wire. Deandra builds the fire. She's very, Deandra's very outdoorsy. She can build the fire. She can drive the RV. She knows her way around some stuff now. Y'all don't know Deandra. So then the ladies are joined by Charles, who is the Bigfoot man. He saw Bigfoot, so he's there to tell them stories and help them hunt Bigfoot. He starts telling his story and Tiffany is yawning and getting tired. I think she's drunk on, on top of not believing him. Even DeAndra's like, she's paying attention because he said they were turkey hunting at night. And DeAndra goes, so why are y'all turkey hunting at night? Turkey hunting usually goes on during the day. Y'all, DeAndra knows a lot about being in the outdoors. Being, being in the outdoors, being out, being out in the outdoors. Being outdoors, whatever. She knows a lot about being outdoors, okay? I don't know you hunt turkeys in the day. I mean, I, I would assume you, you hunt everything in the day so you can see, right? 
Y'all don't get me to lie because I've never hunted anything a day in my life. And then Carrie starts in being super rude to Charles, like attacking him for being a hunter. Bitch, you're, first of all, you're eating hot dogs. And I've seen you eat multiple meats ever since you've joined the show. So where all of a sudden is this PETA bitch coming out? I've never seen PETA Carrie, but here she is, y'all. She's so drunk though. She's very drunk. And then she starts asking him, does he feel guilty anytime he kills a turkey? And then she was like, um, can I ask you something? When you kill a turkey, do you get a hard on? Like, girl, you have never met this man. And he seemed like a sweet guy. And it's just like, I hate when people act like that. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of people that are rude to waiters and waitstaff. They just kind of talk to them any kind of way. It makes me so embarrassed. It definitely gave me those kind of vibes. Carrie definitely seems like somebody that would be rude to her waiter or anyone that's taking care of her. Ugh, yeah, I cannot stand her. I don't even think she's a polarizing person. I just think she's like hateable, period. <laughs> There's no other way. So it's like 1 a.m. and they start going Bigfoot hunting. Mind you, they have a whole damn camera crew and all these damn lights around them. So what exactly are they going to find? I don't know. Somehow Carrie finds a machete and she starts wielding it around like a real asshole. And Stephanie and Charles are like, bitch, put down the machete. She's trying to do all this like, she's, y'all, she's wielding this machete. She's moving it all around. And Stephanie's telling her like, why are you being like this? Give him the knife. And then she starts being rude to Charles again about hunting animals. And Stephanie's like, you're being very rude. Then Carrie tells Stephanie that she's full of shit. And then Stephanie was like, well, my grandfather used to hunt and he's a perfectly nice person. And Carrie was like, I don't like that he kills animals. Well, then you should be a vegan. <laughs> and then they cut to what was it 30 minutes earlier when Carrie was scarfing down that damn hot dog and then as Charles is leaving they're wrapping things up the ladies are saying goodbye to him and Carrie goes you have a very small penis like and he's just standing there like uh, okay yo I felt so bad for him even the women were like what the actual fuck Stephanie's face she looks mortified do y'all think Carrie really is like this? I think she is because she was like that last season too. I was gonna say is it for storyline, but I don't even think so. <laughs> I don't even think she's doing this for storyline. I think she's just legitimately a, a real asshole. So it's the next day and Stephanie is making Dr. Pepper biscuits. And she says it again. Oh yeah, this is the thing that goes down in Oklahoma. My mom used to make these. This is an Oklahoma thing. Like there's a lot of things that she says goes down in Oklahoma that I'm not sure is true. <laughs> I need to talk to somebody else from Oklahoma and be like, hey, did y'all put shoes in a bag? Did y'all make Dr. Pepper biscuits? Did I say Dr. Pepper wings? I feel like I said Dr. Pepper wings. Did y'all make Dr. Pepper biscuits? I just feel like she's blaming a lot of stuff on being from Oklahoma when it's just stuff she found on Pinterest. Carrie finally comes down for breakfast. They're all, everybody kind of had like an assignment. I think Tiffany made bacon and mimosas. Stephanie did the biscuits. DeAndre did the eggs. They all kind of had a little bit of an assignment, but Carrie comes down late and proceeds to insult DeAndre's eggs. She's like, they look nasty. They look disgusting. First of all, they did not. They looked nice and fluffy. And she's saying how she's hungover. And Stephanie tells her that she was extremely rude to Charles. And then she goes, I'm sorry, Stephanie. Like very sarcastic with a dumbass smile on her smug ass face, y'all. She's not even adding any kind of value. Uh, I guess maybe being hateable. I don't even think that's the case because she's also very useless. Like, ugh. it's just for no reason. 
Stephanie was like, no, you're not sorry because you're laughing. And then Stephanie says she wants Carrie to call him and apologize. And Carrie goes, okay, I'll call him. And I'm going to say, well, my friend said that you feel like, and Stephanie was like, no, you need to call him and say, I did this. And Carrie interrupted her and goes, I'll apologize to him however I want. Okay. Does anybody like Carrie? Y'all, please let me know. Do you like Carrie? Do you know anyone that likes Carrie? I need to know, are there any Carrie stands out here in the world? I really need to know. Because y'all, it can't be. There cannot be people out here running around a fan of this woman. <laughs> I need to know what you look like. I want to look into the face. So then the ladies split up into groups. You have Brandy, Carrie, and Tiffany going fishing. And Stephanie, Cameron, and DeAndre go wine making and tasting. And Carrie finds out that they're doing catch and release. And she's like, oh, see you guys. Look, we're putting them back in the water. When did she become an advocate? Just somebody let me know. Somebody let me know. Somebody let me know. <laughs> so on the fishing excursion, Tiffany says that she feels closer to the ladies and she's happy that they have her back. She's never really had girlfriends and it just feels good. Then you shoot over to the winemaking and they're making Chardonnay in a sink, bitch. <laughs> And they start talking about Carrie and Andrew says she does not take responsibility for her issues. And she's like, listen, I've been trying to tell y'all this whole damn time, but nobody has been seeing my side of everything. And everybody was like, or Cameron and Stephanie was like, you're right. Especially Cameron. She was like, I didn't see, but now I do. And Stephanie was like, yeah, you're right. And Stephanie was like, I feel like we've been enabling her because I laugh at her a lot and I make her feel like it's okay, but it's really not. And then they agree that she needs to take accountability because she's a piece of shit. And then they shoot back over to the fishing and Brandy is explaining to Carrie how Stephanie felt. And she goes, yeah, and she started crying. And Carrie was super surprised. She was like, she started crying? And she goes, oh, now I feel like a piece of shit. Now? Now you feel like a piece of shit? Well, at least you do, because girl. And then she goes, oh, I learned my lesson and I'll try to be more aware. And then they get back to the house and they prepare for a relay race that Stephanie has organized. But before that, Carrie apologizes to Deandra for insulting her ex. She's like, I was, I was, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said that about your eggs. I'm really sorry. And Deandra's like, yeah, you didn't even taste them. And then she pulls Stephanie to the side and she starts crying and they apologize. And that's where the episode wraps up. So next week we have the redneck relay and we see Charles returning and Carrie looking nervous. Deandra is contacted by her stepmother. And then we see Tiffany having a talk with her mother about improving their relationship. So looks like a very boring episode, not surprised at all. So that's Dallas. Let's move on to Atlanta, baby. You already know. <laughs> I would honestly consider this a filler episode as well, but it was still good. All right, y'all, hold on. Let me adjust my body and refresh my drink. Are any other podcasters listening? How do y'all record? Do you sit up at a table or a desk? What do you do? Right now, I've been, been on my futon a lot lately. It seems to be the most comfortable for me because I can be under my heating pad, which is so crazy because I've just been listening to Ryan Bailey. So bad is good with Ryan Bailey. Love me some Ryan. Um, He seems to have recently discovered a heating pad. <laughs> y'all, I'm dropping everything. He seems to have recently discovered a heating pad, what it's like. And he goes, oh, my ex-girlfriend or whoever used to have have a heating pad and he never understood why bitch what anybody with a period or a very crampy uterus should definitely own a heating pad and if you really know what's up you should get an electric one one that you can plug up that you don't have to keep putting in the damn microwave child they're under 20 bucks on amazon don't say i never told you nothing for my drink tonight i'm drinking a blackberry spindrift very refreshing very refreshing <laughs> again if anyone cares my favorite flavors are pineapple in this part this is the order pineapple lemon grapefruit 
blackberry. I don't really fuck with the other flavors like it. All right, let's talk about Atlanta. I hate to say this, but Marla was not my favorite in this episode. So we pick back up with footage of Hurricane Zeta warnings. And then we show the ladies all getting on a bus, headed over for a surprise, hosted by Drew. Portia and Marlo on the bus are talking about how they thought they retired from their conversation, but it was actually from the dance class. And Cynthia was like, wait a minute, why would y'all be exhausted from your conversation? <laughs> Portia says that they just had to tie up some loose ends. Okay, I'm gonna say whose side I am, whose side I'm on once we get to the end of this because oh, y'all is crazy. So then the ladies, they meet at a kitchen and we find out they are at Big Frida's kitchen. Yeah, baby. If y'all don't know Big Frida, turn this podcast off and Google her, all right? The queen of bounce, bitch. Bounce, bounce, bounce that. Twerk, twerk, twerk that. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh... <laughs> So Drew says that Big Frida is friends with her cousin. So that's how she got the hookup. I think she said her cousin does Frida's makeup or something like that. Yeah, I was half watching to be honest. So they are making booty popping potatoes, baby, and margaritas. And it looks like some sort of gumbo or something. They're making the food and they break out in a little twerk. Latoya was not even really featured in this episode. Like maybe towards the end. She got maybe like a minute total of screen time. I noticed during the Big Frida um, event she wasn't really dancing or participating her energy was so off on this trip okay I understand like you and Drew might have a little bit of a thing but even Portia and Kenya are putting aside whatever they have going on to have fun and dance and twerk now they're not really talking to each other and being friends but they're doing a little bit more than Latoya is like Latoya was such a freaking bummer it's like bitch maybe you should have a few drinks god damn if this is what you're like when you don't drink then get the hell off the show because when you do drink you're hateable when you don't drink you're very very dry bitch so then they start like moving around to like the eating area so then left in the kitchen is candy marlo and kenya candy asked a simple question like so what was the whole conversation about with you and portia now if you ask me i don't think kenya should have been present for this conversation okay It should have been between Candy and Marlo, but Candy was there. She seemed all too pleased to be getting that tea. And Marlo tells them what she said to Portia, how she asked her if, did you sleep with Bolo, yes or no? And then Marlo was like, Portia said no. And Candy jumps in and was like, that's a lie. Candy put it best in her confessional. She was like, Kenya and Marlo are acting like Portia is their girlfriend. It was like, leave her alone like what do you care then they shoot back to the conversation and kenya was like it was definitely Porsche, and i'm not the only one that thinks that and marlo goes so what do you think candy candy is trying her best not to snitch on Portia, y'all which really tells a lot because candy and Portia have been through in their friendship Like, I'm so surprised that Candy and Portia are such good friends. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more when we get later on in the episode. But to see where they have come from, Portia high-key accusing Candy of trying to drug and rape her, to them being this good of friends right now, and for for Candy not wanting to get involved in throwing Portia under the bus is like, y'all, it's really mature and it's it's really respectable of Candy to not really want to get involved because Marlo asked her, she was like, so Candy, what do you think? Like, do you think that she 
did that she had sex with Bolo. Candy rolled her eyes and she was like, it's really none of my business. And Marlo asked Candy, she was like, I'm just asking you yes or no. And Candy goes, I'm not saying anything. And Marlo goes, okay, so you're pleading the fifth. It's like Candy really is trying her best not to say anything and I don't blame her because she's right it's none of my fucking business like for this to be dragged on for all these damn episodes is like first of all Kenya is loving it but it's also like what if this was you and you had sex with a stripper and you were made to feel embarrassed about it I don't think Portia y'all I say this I've said this so many times but I don't think Portia would be embarrassed about it if Kenya wouldn't be like making it to be such a big deal but because it is Portia and Kenya hates her Kenya is trying her damnness to embarrass Portia for getting involved with the stripper when it's like bitch who cares Portia is single she can have sex with whoever she wants but y'all Kenya ain't gonna let it go Kenya San Diego bitch Candy says, I don't even feel like Portia needs to speak on this. Basically, and then they shoot over to Marlo in a confessional. And it really does look like Kenya got to her head because Marlo was saying in her confessional, she was like, Portia should have come to her and told her the truth. Like, if she was my real friend, she would tell me everything when instead she's like making me look bad. And then she said, Portia is lying and it's making her look guilty. We were rooting for you. So then they sit down to their food and Marlo asks Frida Chow. And the most obvious hypothetical, quote unquote, she was like, Frida, can I ask you a question? Frida's like, yeah, baby. She was like, I have these two friends. They don't really like each other. Basically telling the whole story. One of them has become my friend again, but I don't really know how to like navigate this friendship. Da, 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 da. Portia is, le- now listen, Marlo had been going on for a minute about this story. I don't know if Portia wasn't paying attention or what was going on because it took Portia such a long time to realize that Marlo was talking about her situation with Kenny. <laughs> it actually took quite a minute. I don't know, bitch. Did you get them blues clues? It was so many paw prints left throughout that conversation. Frida said, Marlo's like, what do I do? I feel like I'm torn in the middle. Frida was like, I don't like con- confrontation, so I would just walk away. Marlo was like, oh, so you're saying I should just leave it alone? And Frida was like, yeah. And then Portia was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> Y'all, I swear, I feel like they were talking for like 10 to 15 minutes. And Portia had no clue. She had no clue. Portia was like, wait a minute, you're talking about, you're talking about me. And then Portia was like, wait a minute, we just talked about this. Why are you bringing this up? And Marlo goes, I'm just bringing it up because I want to get some like clarification. And Portia was like, now I feel awkward. And Kenya goes, I didn't accuse anybody of anything. And then Candy jumps in and says, Marlo has, this has nothing to do with you. And then in her confessional, Candy was like, Marlo put herself in the middle unnecessarily. Yes. And then Kenya gets upset because Marlo is bringing Frida into it. <laughs> Y'all, meanwhile, Frida is just like eating her food and looking at them like, uh-uh, baby, this is a mess, Annie. And then Kenny goes, I'm telling the truth. And then Portia got annoyed and goes, I'm no longer, I no longer have anything else to say. Marlo gets upset and storms off. Turns out she went the wrong way. <laughs> she had to come back. She was walking the wrong way and she had to come back like past them. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of that Maury episode when that lady, y'all know a Maury, every time they find out that the dude is not the father, the ladies get up and run around. It reminded me of that because Marlo, <laughs> she had to come back. So she walked back past them and she was like, damn it, I was going the wrong way. You bitches still having your fake ass conversation." She was like, um, a bitch ain't got to put a lot on me. And she goes, and I won't straighten any motherfucking ass out. But it's like, Marlo, you don't have anybody to straighten out about because you're the one creating the drama. Honestly, Kenya and Portia didn't really 
I don't feel like they put Marlo in the middle and I don't think that they were going back and forth talking about each other. All Portia said was like, be her friend, but don't talk about me to her. And I believe Kenya said the same thing. I don't think they really put Marlo in the middle at all. I think Marlo put herself in the middle, just like Candy said. Candy was like, why are y'all trying to, why are you in trying to embarrass us in front of Big Frida? <laughs> so then they're all like talking outside while Marlo, it was Marlo, Latoya, and Kenya. And Marlo ends up leaving with Latoya and Kenya comes back to the table and everybody's like, well, what's going on? Kenya was like, Marlo is upset because she feels like she and Portia were friends. Portia got very upset and was like, don't say my name, which is like... Um, Portia was kind of being aggravated in my opinion because she kept like doing that thing where you talk loudly and you say the same thing over and over. Don't say my name. Don't say my name. Keep your name out my mouth. Keep my name out your mouth. Keep my name out your Like did it like that and it's like, don't do that. I hate when people do that. It's like talking loudly and saying the same thing over and over does not emphasize nor does it get your point across. Like you just look like a dummy repeating yourself. And Kenny was like, I can say your name all I want. And she was just trying to say what happened. So I feel like in a way Portia does that to kind of shut things down, but it doesn't really work. Kenny was like, I can say your name. Do not direct your anger at me. And I agree, can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree. She's mad at Marlo, not Kenya. So don't be like getting crunk with Kenya when it's really Marlo that you should be upset with. Candy goes, I'm just gonna say something. She goes, at the end of the day, what difference does it make if somebody decided to fuck the stripper? She was like, what difference does it really make? And everybody's like, it makes no difference. And it's true because like, how does it affect you at all? what Portia does. I'm very confused. After they say, oh, it makes no difference. Then Shamia says, then why are we still talking about it? Kenny goes, I'm talking about it because they're talking about it. Mm, no, you kept talking about it. And then Kenny goes, are you going to continue to lie about fucking Bolo? <laughs> Portia goes, fine. I did fuck Bolo and I fucked the man that made the pig. I fucked everybody. <laughs> Kenya and Portia start calling each other bitches, child. And then they kind of wrap up the day. So then we have the next day. You have Candy and Marlo. They're meeting to have a conversation. Marlo says she wants to hear the truth. And Candy says she gave you an answer and you didn't want to hear it. And then, you know, wait, Candy says Portia gave you an answer. You didn't want to hear it. And Kenny gave you an answer and you didn't want to hear it. And Marlo says, yeah, but they gave me different answers. And Candy says, well, just leave it alone. It's not your pussy. It doesn't affect you, which is true. And Marlo goes, I feel like you know exactly what happened and you're not saying anything. And then Marlo says in her confessional, Candy heard something because Candy was in the next room. Then she asks Candy again, do you feel like Portia is a liar? Candy says, I'll say in our past history, yes, I've known her to tell lies before. Speaking on when Portia accused Candy of drugging and attempting to rape her. So Candy said, I'm not going to put it past her to lie. Candy knows what happened with Portia and Bolo, but she's not directly saying it. And she shouldn't. Like, like she said, it has nothing to do with her. So then we have Latoya joining Kenya in her room. And Latoya reveals that Portia left. Bitch. Then we see Drew going into Cynthia's room. We shoot back over to Latoya and Kenya. Latoya's joking, saying, oh, she left Shamia. Kenya does the loudest, most inauthentic cackle force I have ever seen. <laughs> like doubled over. Girl, it is not that funny and you are not really laughing. And so what if she left Shamia? Shamia's still friends with everybody else, but I guess maybe Portia, maybe Portia told Shamia and Shamia's like, well, I want to stay. Who even fucking knows? Latoya says that Candy told me this morning before she left. Candy left too. <laughs> Bitch, what? 
And then Candy, then they show footage of Candy and Latoya talking. Candy basically said she had to leave before the storm because she got like an early morning call and she didn't want to be caught up in the storm. Then Kenny was saying she's upset that Candy didn't say she left, which I agree with. Like, I understand why Portia left and didn't tell anybody where she told Candy. Y'all, very interesting. Because I noticed Cynthia seemed surprised too. Like, why wouldn't Portia tell Cynthia? Like, again, Portia and Candy. Portia's, Portia's treating Candy like she didn't accuse her of rape a couple of years ago. I'm just saying. So then they all meet in one room, I think, or they all meet except for Drew and somebody, whatever. You have Marlo, Cynthia, and somebody else in one room, whatever, and Marlo, they kind of talk to Marlo about what happened the night before, and Marlo says she blames it on the Patron, and then they show a scene that, they, that we didn't see of Marlo taking a picture of all the girls with Big Frida. She's like, come on, ladies, smile for the picture. Come on, fakers, get all the fakes in one photo. Smile, fake bitches. <laughs> y'all it was too much so then the power goes out and y'all what did i say in the last podcast i respect a woman that brings her own candles the power goes out and you have drew and shamia oh, oh yeah wait they do show shamia talking to drew about the candles and they show shamia packing but whatever you have drew and shamia drew was like dang i was just supposed to charge my phone too another pet peeve of mine y'all i do not let my phone fall below 50 percent. i am one of those people i do not like an uncharged phone honey because like just like this what if you're in a situation where the power goes out and your damn phone's on 10 percent? like just very reckless and irresponsible but speaking of the candles drew goes oh thank god i always bring candles like i have candles <laughs> they show them all packing in the dark and they head home before they leave, when the power goes out, Kenya is in a confessional and she was like, see, now the ladies had a great time in South Carolina, but see, Drew, this just isn't going to cut it. Um, like Drew's responsible for the power going out because of a damn hurricane. Kenya, bye, bitch. Now back in Atlanta, you know, they show the montage of people doing shit. It's very boring. They show footage of Biden winning the election. Kamala, congratulations, y'all. And then Portia comes to Lake Bailey. She and Cynthia are having a cheers to celebrate. And they talk about New Orleans. And Portia says she just felt like she had to remove herself. Like she had to get out of there. Cynthia was like, you could have told me, child. Portia says she's pretty much done with Marlo because now she's seeing who Marlo really is. And she was like, I've seen Marlo behave like this in other friendships, but I kind of looked the other way. But now that's happening to me, I realize that this is who Marlo is. Y'all, why is Cynthia's pop socket, what do you call it, pop socket? Why is her pop socket top still missing? Cynthia, yellow pop socket is $10, okay? Like, Cynthia, please. Then we have Candy and Todd there at the opening of their restaurant bar anyway it's called blazed which is cute after baby blaze yeah i don't know if it's a restaurant or a bar whatever but it's really pretty you have drew and ralph arriving cynthia portia pulls up y'all mama joyce is there in a new wig you got the old lady gang there shamia kenya marlo <laughs> y'all as marlo walks in she speaks to everybody but portia is not speaking back honey being very phony, talking to everybody. You know, Marlo's just like being very phony, trying to talk to everybody, don't fuck with her. 
Portia was like, no ma'am. And that is where the episode ends. So next week, we see Portia and Marlo getting into it some more. She accuses Marlo about lying, about getting lipo. So back in New Orleans, Marlo kept saying her back was killing her. Her back was hurting too much. She couldn't really move around too much. But Portia and Samia say she got lipo, y'all. And they have proof. Apparently, allegedly, she got lipo a couple of days before she went to New Orleans. Um, I don't know how people have lipo and just be out and about. That's not something you can quickly recover from. Lipo is like, telling you, it, it's no joke, all right? Then we see Drew getting into it with Latoya about some religious, I'm not even sure. It was very, it was very religious based and Latoya storms out. I can't really tell what it was about. I guess we'll find out next week. I always feel like when the previews are this short that it means it's not really gonna be a good episode. I don't know, y'all let me know, child. What did y'all think about Atlanta? Uh, it was decent a lot of arguing for sure but mm, I don't know how many more episodes do we have I'm ready for the reunion show anyway y'all let's go to Joy Z so this is Jersey season 11 episode 8 is called Memorial Mayhem I don't know how I feel about this episode it was it felt like filler to me honestly it felt like a filler episode I'm gonna go ahead and give that to Jersey though because every other episode has been really good in my opinion not saying this episode was bad but it definitely felt like a bit of a filler episode to me um um, first of all, I just noticed in the opening credits that they aren't holding anything. Y'all, have they ever held anything in Jersey? Question mark. I'm definitely gonna research this and I'll talk about it in my next episode because I felt like they were holding something up in Jersey before. What would they hold anyway? I'm gonna leave that open. Okay, I'm not even gonna say nothing. But, um, <laughs> shovels. So they're all getting ready for a group dinner. I notice every time they say the word embarrassed, they say it in a very specific way. You're embarrassing. It's I'm embarrassed. You're embarrassing me. They get to dinner and due to COVID, they split up the table. So basically the men are at one table and the women are at another table. At the guys table, they're talking about, they're just like shooting the shit. And Evan looks slightly on guard, but I noticed it never really came up again in the episode. Maybe that was just something that I noticed, but he looked a little uncomfortable. I feel like he might be a little bit nervous around the guys because he knows that they were kind of talking about him at the guys night. I feel like he's going to be at odds, especially after watching the show. He might feel a little bit like an outsider. He might have felt like that before though. Oh, Evan. What are their names? The Goldschneiders? Goldschneiders? They kind of rub me in. They kind of seem a little awkward. So then they start kind of like having a cute little banter across the tables. Melissa gets into a little bit of an argument with Joe. Basically, she says she's independent. Melissa says something about being independent. And then Joe Gorga pipes up and goes, oh, yeah, like she's a flirt. Like just like she was at Lake George. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> My notes are all over the place. When you do talk to text and then you try to read it back, y'all, it is truly a disaster. Melissa says something about being independent and then Joe says something about, oh, she's so flirty. That's how she was at Lake George, I guess. And then they tell Joe that they were just kidding. And he goes, oh, it had to have some sort of light to it. Teresa goes, it was a joke, you know, like funny, ha ha. Which is a throwback to a reunion when she tried to explain a joke to us. Okay, girl. So there is some tension between Melissa and Joe, y'all. I'm trying to decide if it's real or not. I can see how there is some basis to it being real, but the way that it came up just seemed very inorganic. I don't know. It's just, I'm kind of side-eyeing it a little bit. I'm side-eyeing it. I'm side-eyeing it a little bit. 
Then the women start giving Teresa dating advice. Yeah. Melissa says, I know you're independent, but remember what it's like to have a man around. Basically saying you have to stroke the male ego and to make them feel like you need them. Dolores goes, pay attention to red flags. Are you talking to yourself? Delore. <laughs> like, Delore. Jennifer says, I would say don't let them curse at you. And Margaret pipes up and goes, so do you think Joe should do you think Joe should leave me because I yelled at him last night? Y'all, they order appetizers and they are getting such a kick out of calling the octopus pussy and puss. Everyone's like, how's the pussy tonight? Like, how's the puss tonight? Did you get the octopussy? It's like a lot of puss talk around the octopus. Like, okay, y'all. And then the guards start ragging, ragging on Joe Meningo, saying that Margaret is tough on him. And he goes, uh, yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, she re- she wears the pants. And she wears the pants in that relationship. He's like, well, whatever. Like within 10 minutes, we're back to being good. Which is true. They're cute. I like Joe and Marge. And Marge says that all Jennifer wants to do at home is take care of her kids. And then the women actually come to Jennifer's defense saying that, listen, at one time we were all stay-at-home moms taking care of the kids. And Jackie was like, listen, what do they have four kids jennifer has five kids Teresa has what five right melissa has three they were trying to explain to marge like hey like listen being a mom is a full-time job even jackie was like there's times i would rather go to work than stay at home with these damn kids all day and i agree it's like stop trying to make jennifer feel bad for having her husband support her bitch i would love i mean i'm saying this now as a woman with a job and no kids but you i don't know i commend the women that do both i really do because it's like they're making it watching this show it seems very hard to have the both and marge i feel like she's shaming jennifer a little bit i also think that's the only thing she can come at jennifer for jennifer has five kids okay like damn get off her back if she has the luxury and the opportunity to be home and be there for her kids all day so fucking be it so marge doesn't really have what do you call it oh yeah oh lord a ball in the game a leg in this game (laughs) y'all know what i mean okay marge doesn't have a leg up in the fight whatever and then they start talking about the situation with marge's boss and jen was like well you made it you made it seem like you were sexing it up marge said no i didn't i definitely was being taken advantage of the men notice that the fights are getting a little bit heated so they quickly ask for the check y'all they are like no let's get out of here y'all not afraid to embarrass us from this company let's go y'all acting a fool in public so they head back to their ride and then joe was upset that melissa didn't wait for him now this is where it's a little like what but i could also see it being genuine because they're drunk basically he's upset that she didn't wait for him and she started like walking straight to the car he slams the door he slams the van door shut and then they start bickering joe says that melissa has changed since she became a businesswoman and melissa called him spoiled and then he goes keep talking to me like that and i'll never talk to you again Mm. Some of it seemed fake and some of it seemed real, honestly. So then he jumped out of the car when they got to the house. He goes, look, I'll do I'll do what you did to me. Look, look, look. He just like walked in. She's like, okay, fucking bye. Like, what do you want me to do? She gets out of the car and she's like, I'm sorry. I'll never walk in front of you again. Ciao. Melissa was like, she's been kissing his ass for years, which she has. Oh my God, y'all go back to when they first got on the show. Bitch. 
So they all walk inside. Melissa goes upstairs and Joe and the guys go outside. And then Joe says that his parents' relationship reminded him a lot of him and Melissa back in the beginning. Fame has gone to Melissa's head and she's a different person. But he kept saying like, he said it a few times like she slightly changed. I don't know, Melissa, on a personal level. Honestly, she seems stuck up from the beginning, okay? Like, I don't think much has changed with Melissa as far as, like, thinking she's a star. If y'all recall from the first seasons when she got on, she was like, I was meant to be a star. I was meant to be in the spotlight. Like, she was always a little bit full of herself. So, I don't know how much that could really change, okay? (laughs) Like, she was full of herself then and she's still full of herself now. Like, what could have changed? The fact that she's actually, like, it's kind of, like, legitimate and she's actually getting work, I guess, and Melissa was like and in the beginning since she grew up seeing her father cheat and not be home a lot she thought in the beginning when she got with Joe that he was the perfect man because he always wanted her around you know it was completely opposite from her father who was sneaking and cheating for Joe to want her around all the time she was like this is amazing this is perfect but then she started getting famous from the show and green with envy whatever that envy listen I don't know how successful envy is but it seems to be going you know going whatever either way she gets speaking engagement she's a housewife she gets noticed like she gets be invited to events and stuff so she was like I'm not home as much anymore but also their kids are older but also Joe's not used to that he literally wanted her home all day barefoot in the kitchen and she's not doing that no more and he's not feeling it now this is the part of their relationship that I feel might be true this whole fight situation seems a little bit fabricated but I think what lies beneath is real y'all let me know what y'all think I'll tell you what I'm thinking I'm thinking the whole time Teresa is watching this back like in real time and she's loving it Teresa wants nothing more to be married to Joe herself (laughs) Teresa wants to marry her brother y'all I said it. Y'all, it's the next day. They're up there exercising. Listen, God bless. God bless the people that can get up and exercise the day after drinking. Especially the, well, well, they didn't drink that much that night, but whatever. So Melissa says that she and Joe haven't spoken since the previous night. All the other couples are feeling the tension. It's the day of no-nos memorial service. Mm. Joe apologizes to Melissa. How do I feel about the apology? It definitely is a sweep it under the rug apology. Like Melissa said, they were going to address things later. Since it's No-No's Memorial Day, it's not the time to like hash out all their issues, which I agree with. So the kids arrive, they have an au pair, the Gorgas do. And both of the houses, like the Dolores' house and the Gorgas, they travel via boat sans kids to have a meal. On the drive over, Joe Gorga announces that he and Melissa had sex child. Okay, so they go to Martell's for lunch. Teresa then gets involved in Joe and Melissa's drama. And Melissa, you can tell she's a little bit reluctant to talk about her issues with Teresa because Teresa is looking for any opportunity to hate Melissa. She really is. Joe feels like I don't give him enough attention. And Melissa and Teresa's like, so give it to him. And Melissa's like, I give him so much attention as it is. And Teresa's like, yeah, you know, me and my brother, we like a lot of attention. Teresa? Marry your brother then, bitch. Jackie, Teresa, and Jennifer are literally talking less than a foot away from Melissa and they're talking about everything that happened. Meanwhile, Joe's phone keeps ringing and Melissa answers it and then the person hung up. And then they show a shot of Joe being on his phone all day and Melissa's like confused, like who the fuck is calling you all day? And she looks at the phone and it's from realtor Giselle. (laughs) Is Giselle from Potomac Southern Houses? 
If so, she needs to sell the one that she currently lives in. And he goes, oh yeah, it's just like about a deal. I got this deal going on. He gets back to the table and his phone keeps ringing and he keeps declining the call. And then Dolores and Joe start talking and Dolores is trying to explain to him, listen, don't throw all this away because of your ego. Melissa loves you to death. Then you see Frank on his phone a lot. And I'm like, what is Frank texting Joe? Y'all, we find out it's a prank. The guys have been calling Joe's phone all day to get back at Melissa for what happened at Lake George. Ciao. Anyway, so they head back and they're getting ready for the memorial. Melissa's house has been completely transformed. It looks beautiful. Everybody's decked out in white. At the memorial, y'all, I'm not gonna talk about this because I will start crying, but Gia gives a speech and all I'm thinking about is waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish it would get better. Recently, that song has made its rounds to TikTok and it's like y'all don't even know where this is from I do not like that y'all don't know what this is about I don't like TikTok taking our housewives clips and turning them into something that they're not us dedicated housewives watchers we put in over what what about 14 years of our lives so know all these clips don't you dare don't you dare yeah, so they give the memorial for no, no, y'all. It's so beautiful. I'm not, like I said, I'm not about to get into it because I will start crying, but they, the pictures are beautiful. Gia gives a speech. Everybody looks gorgeous. It's amazing. And they all wrap it up with shots of blue label for no, no. Now, next week, we have a psychic coming. I just feel like we should compare all of the previous psychics or all the psychics on the show to Alison Dubois and now whoever that lady was that was in Salt Lake. Those are the two people to live up to, okay? Other than that, I don't want to see it. The psychic tells Teresa that love is in the air. Okay, yeah. Um, we see Joe and Melissa getting into it a little bit more and how they're up at different stages in their lives. I think that was Dolores crying. I don't know. But then we see Jennifer's parents confronting each other. So that is Jersey. Lovely episode. Very good. Listen, not the best episode, but listen, it's better than Dallas. Okay. Listen, they can't all be winners. Jersey has been really bringing it for the past seven episodes, in my opinion. So they deserve to take a week off. And this episode was still pretty good. All right. So that is it for this recap, y'all. Please let me know what you think. Hopefully the Beverly Hills trailer will be out by the time I get back from my little trip. And hopefully I have a ring on my finger, y'all. I don't know. Listen, if I don't, I'm going to keep this in here. Okay. Just to hear my excitement. <laughs> anyway those are the recaps please let me know what you think i should probably say this at the top of the episode but it's too late i don't know if y'all know this but in the show notes and if you're watching this on youtube and in the description box i've started to put timestamps in the notes so that y'all can skip around if you don't want to hear the gossip part or if you want to listen to a specific city recap you're more than welcome to do that just try my best to be helpful so please let me know what you think about this episode please give me positive rates and reviews i really appreciate it it really helps me out a lot share those with all your friends that like this thank you so much for listening and oh wait you can also email me at now we've said it at gmail.com please follow me on instagram everything will be listed down in the show notes and description box down below thank you so much for listening and i will see y'all next week bye somebody let me know Now we said it.